well, I think, yeah, I think we could just go. So let's just okay. do this. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. So thank you for joining us again. We're getting close yeah. to our 100th episode. I know. Oh, that's wild and crazy. It's so cool. I can't believe that. I know. So I'm currently in a closet again, guys, but not uncomfortably in a closet. I'm actually sitting in a chair. (laughs) I've got a setup here that I don't have to take down, which is amazing. So I feel happy. It's just a little hot in here. It was 100 fucking degrees today. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Sorry. I had to yawn. That's okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was really hot. I mean, nothing like the poor people in the... Pacific Northwest yes. the past couple of weeks. I They've know. really been I mean, you know it bad. it's it's sad. It's super sad it's, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to we're driving through Death Valley tomorrow night because we're gonna take a vacation in California in the next couple weeks. Uh, for the next couple weeks. And you have to drive through Death Valley and we're probably gonna get there around midnight, one, two in the morning, and it's gonna be a low of a hundred and three. Yeah. That's yeah. It's uh, not a good place. Crazy. It's called Death Valley. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like the name gives it away. I feel like that's appropriate. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So that's exciting. You're going on vacation. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Also. A little summer vacay. Yep. Can't wait for that. I can't wait. I'm I'm in <laughs> I'm in need of it. I've been just super busy with all sorts of super crazy stuff, but. I want to give you a quick update of my uh, life plan because I have nothing to update. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been at standstill for months, months. So I'm just going to take it easy these next two weeks while I'm on vacation and then hop back on the wagon when I get back because uh-huh. I know that it's cool. it's going to be hard to stay on while we're on the road. But we've had some not drastic changes and nothing sad or terrible or anything like that. But we've had a couple of changes in our lifestyle here. So it's just kind of hard to get back on. So, mm-hmm. you know, things happen and they're happening. Oh, Nothing terrible, but just they intervened with what we have to do to stay on track. So we'll get back on. And then when we get back on, I'll let you guys know how how it goes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I have nothing else to report either. I've been pretty plateau-y. I guess on the other front of, like, my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not much more to say, uh, but I have joined a dating app. Yeah. I'm on Hinge and uh, just want to support all of those people out there who are also on the awful dating apps in this world <laughs> <laughs> and who are working that as best they can because uh, this is new to me. This is the first time for me. And uh, it's kind of sucky. It's okay. Ki- <laughs> so, so far, it's it's like the app itself. It's sucky, or the process. You know what I mean. I like think it's- the process. Okay. I this well. So one time in my twenties, I did a dating site, not an app, because this is you know yeah before apps. And they didn't have apps then. <laughs> we didn't have smartphones nope. yet. So I was on like match or okay cupid i think online mm-hmm. and it wasn't good then either right but it was a wholly different like i was younger i was in my 20s and so i'm having i'm getting like <laughs> all of the guys that are matching with me or that are, are liking me are in their early 20s oh like 20 a 20 year old what liked me the other day like a 22 year old and i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> Is wrong with you? I'm almost twice your age, and uh, <laughs> the ages show, right? Do they show on there? Yes, they show. Oh, up. they like and older I'm women, like, and I don't understand. And I know everyone's like, "Oh, age doesn't matter, doesn't matter." I was like, "It actually kind of does at that point." When though. it's that like, far, the twenty year old can't even drink, and I'm <laughs> almost forty, so I that matters to me. I'm like, 
you know, I'm not going to rule out anyone, you know. No. Maybe 10 might be the furthest away you can get from me. But you you can't be 16, 18 years younger than me. Within the 30s, right? I also wouldn't want someone almost 20 years older than me either. That's too old, too. You know, like. Yeah. You know, I feel like then you're crossing generations <laughs> here at that point. Like, we're not even kind of the same. No. So... I need someone who has more similarities to me, and I don't think I could be a like a 20-year-old. I agree. Even when you were 20, you weren't like a 20-year-old. I wasn't like a 20-year-old no. at 20. No. You're right. <laughs> See, I was so much older then. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think that is something that I did not anticipate. I really expected to be just more a bunch of guys closer to me. I, I expected kind of older guys, too. Figured 45 wasn't sure. the possibility or something. You know, I'd be like, yeah, that's whatever. But the number of 20-somethings that have messaged me, and some of them, (laughs) one of them just sent the word hookup, and no exclamation points or question marks or any kind of punctuation, so I don't know if it was a question, (laughs) hey, you want to hook up, or just like, hookup is is just, just his catchphrase? I don't know. What does that mean? How do I respond to that? Should I respond to it? No, I shouldn't respond to it. I'll ignore it. I don't understand. <laughs> Check your work in Grammarly, son. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. Oh, what God. does that mean? You're like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to another friend about it and she says it's actually, it's kind of a thing. Apparently guys in their 20s, or not all, obviously these are gross generalizations, but there's a lot who are looking for older women because we are not the Instagram generation. So we mm-hmm. aren't women in our age group aren't living Instagram lives. We don't live fake Instagram lives. Oh, okay. And so they're tired of that, apparently, is a thing among 20-year-old women. And guys are tired of that. So they're looking for someone who's uh, like... They don't know what Instagram is. (laughs) I mean, I know. Yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They're like, some bitch that don't even know. (laughs) What's a filter? (laughs) (laughs) I seriously fought with Instagram for like half an hour yesterday trying to repost from one of our friends and I couldn't fucking do it. Oh so my yeah, God. I don't understand Instagram. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> but that's what one of my other friends was telling me. She's like, that's the thing is they're just tired of the artificialness of... Sure. The ones like the, that the, are, the, 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 are scooping for <laughs> attention and like... They're just and... living... Dif- they're living... Well, tr- in truth, and I, you know, this is... Sure. Everyone kind of knows it. It's a fake life. Yes. Like everything's for likes or for, you know, followers mm-hmm. or for... Mm-hmm. The it, the gram, you do it for the gram, and it's not a real authentic life. So apparently that's why they're looking at older women. But I'm like, but I don't. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> that's so interesting, though. But I do. So that's what I, I have heard that lots of younger men really do like the older women, and you know, like the 45 year olds are looking for the 20 year olds. You know what I mean? The 45 year old men. And I know, like, it's not that big of an age difference, I guess, and I should get over it, but. I just don't want to. I don't want, and I guess I don't have to. No, you don't I, have I to. I get to decide what I want to do, and I don't want to deal with exactly. that. Exactly. That feels like something I don't have the energy to deal with. Right. <laughs> I want to find another just like mid 30s dude who is like, just this is life now. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. That wants <laughs> to do this. Just scene. life now. You need another fucking bookworm. That's what you need. Why does no one like reading? Mm-hmm. That's also been my other thing. The couple who I've talked to. Once we get around to kind of exchanging like interests and what we do on our spare time and stuff, and I'm always like, I read, I podcast about reading. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I read, I read, I read a lot, and they're like, oh, I don't read at all, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> at all? Like, could you pretend to read? Do you know how to read? Is it something we could maybe get you into? Do you need help? <laughs> Can I? I just, and I get it. That's, you know, there's so much now in mm-hmm. TV and, and streaming services. Yeah. And, and we live in a state where everyone's just super outdoorsy and active. Mm-hmm. So, like, every other profile on this app is like, I go hiking every weekend and skiing every weekend in the winter. And I'm like, ooh, don't. Oh, no, I don't do that. Not at all. Do. Nope. No. I can I can go camping once a year. I can read seven <laughs> books in a weekend. In a weekend. What can, can you, you do? Come? Let's talk. <laughs> let's find middle ground here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's awful, and this is what I'm doing Aww. now for, you know, yeah. that's that. So if anyone wants to tell me any secrets, tell me what I'm missing and why this is happening to me. 
Yeah. Share, share your dating app wisdom. Am I on the wrong app? Is Hinge not a good one? I did research and it seemed like a good one. I, You know what? I looked it up too when you talked about it just so that I can, you know, get some information about it. And it looks like it's a pretty popular one. And I actually commend you on even trying this. This is big. This is huge. <laughs> this is a big thing. Like if Dan and I... I mean, whenever we talk, we always say when we get divorced. But if we ever get divorced, you know, like, I'm going to be seriously stalking all of my celebrity crushes. And then I may go to jail for, you know, stalking because that's (laughs) illegal. I don't know that I would be brave enough to do a a dating app. So this is, I really do, I praise you for it. I think it's very brave. (laughs) Which is, I mean, you and I talk about this on the podcast all the time. You and I are not brave people. We're, We're very... We're introverts yes. <laughs> to the core. <laughs> I mean, like, we we do this to pop out of that, you know? And it helps yeah. us. So for you to be able to do that is really amazing. It's so interesting. And hopefully I get some funny stories about it. Yeah. I'll tell you guys when I get my first unsolicited dick pic. <laughs> They'll be the first yeah. people I tell. <laughs> you got close with hookup or hookup or hookup. Yeah. Or hookup. Just, just hookup. <laughs> hookup. There was no capitalization punctuation inflection <laughs> i was just like what is the least the least uh, you could do is put a question mark on that yes and actually how about two more words you wanna yeah <laughs> it's, it's not that it's not asking a lot it's uh four more letters uh, or no, no no it's more than that it's uh seven more letters <laughs> but still you could uh put in that much effort right, right? you mean like for a hookup hookup if you're not willing to put in cable? that much like is it gonna be a good hookup right <laughs> my right. guess is no okay. he's like 22 and i was like fuck no <laughs> well they say that men are in their prime at 18 right so he may yeah have they experience. say that but i think it's probably not uh, accurate. i would 100 percent agree <laughs> i think by prime they mean they probably come really fast and then can come again pretty quickly <laughs> But that they're not going to be really proficient at it. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't, I do not have the energy to teach them. (laughs) I'm going to be like, oh, that sucked. Sorry. I got to go now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't tell you what you did Uh, wrong. Figure it out. You're going to have to read a book (laughs) to figure that out. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that either. I think they, no. they reach it in their 30s, honestly. The same time women Absolutely. do. Absolutely. 30s are the best. Yeah. Everyone's the best in their 30s. They are. I'm going to change my mind in two years when I say 40s are the best. <laughs> but, but right now. Right now, 30s are the I best. As I speak, 40s, 30s are the best. So. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, well, good. Good luck with that. And, and if thank you're, you. And if you are willing to keep up with it, we'd love to hear about it. I'll, I'll try because obviously, what else am I doing it for now other than the podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh uh, well, God. you know, companionship. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exhausting. <laughs> I'll try to do it for the podcast. That's what's going to keep me motivated. I'll be like, God damn it, I need another story. <laughs> You're like, hey, Chuck, can you keep this interesting? I got to talk about it in a day. <laughs> Come on. I just start having random hookups so I can tell you guys about it. Oh my god, that would be funny. I'll be like, well, I didn't really like him, but you know, I needed a story for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Something to keep it juicy. Anyway. I also, just this is another, just real quick. I also kind of wanted to just be like, go listen to my podcast. Like, put the name of it up there and be like, then talk to me. (laughs) Oh my god, that would be funny. (laughs) Like, it already is going to give you everything you need to talk to me. If you need to know. So just go listen here, and then if you still want to talk to me, then we'll be okay. That's hilarious. So far, nobody has mentioned it, so (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) I've mentioned it. You think Uh, that they would be, like, interested. Do you actually put us on there? Or do you just say, I have a podcast? Not our name. Not our name. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't put our name because I don't want to actually be stalked. Sure. Because I feel like it would be too easy to get from there to actual information about me. I agree. And then you might actually get in trouble for trying to solicit. <laughs> exactly. So I just say that I podcast about romance novels. Okay. For fun. Cool. Yeah, they get that privilege information when they earn it. Yes. Anyway. All right. So I it's my turn to give you a quickie. Okay. Would you rather greet somebody with a kiss, just anybody, random, with a kiss on the lips or by psychically talking to them in their head? Oh, <laughs> psychically talking to them in the, in their head. 
Oh, that's a, actually, you know what? That's kind of tough. Can I can isn't it? Can I control my th- our thought t- t- yes. conversation? Yes, it's not just like wide open. Okay, but it's it, but it's it is telepathic communication. Okay, like just like saying, "Hey, what's up?" Where we that's can how you, that's how you communicate or you kiss each other. Okay, yeah, <laughs> these no. are the only way you can talk to people. <laughs> Just by kissing them or by, like, being in their brain. Well, yes, definitely I would do the telekinetic. No, wait, no. What? Sorry. <laughs> Not telekinetic. I would do the, the thought. I would talk to them mm-hmm. through their through their brain, especially if I can control it. Now, I don't want to be like, you know, some of the people that we've read about where they can't control the thoughts that are around them and they hear everybody's thoughts all the time because they don't. No, no, no. No, no I don't want that. that. It, it would just be like talking only mentally instead of verbally. Yes. But just how, like, we're talking right now. I would, I think I would rather do that. Although I am a little hesitant about it, but I think I would rather do that than have to kiss everyone yeah. look not everybody has skin privileges with me no uh, okay mm-hmm. very few well how about you uh yes i agree i'd rather i'd rather be able to just talk in people's heads if i had to like go up and kiss people all the time I'd be very <laughs> upset. <laughs> i mean that was part of my favorite thing about this past year is that we don't hug anymore oh i know and i'm like yeah guys hugging was gross <laughs> get up off of me i didn't want to hug everyone i know you know, like coworkers, I'm like, ooh, we're not that close. No, we're not I, hug close. I feel like that's hugging this is not a thing. Hugging is like, I think more for for family, or it's at that that point in your life when you're in middle school and you're just discovering your bodies and learning how to interact with other people and stuff. So you hug your friends when you first see them in the morning. I remember doing that in, in middle school. I always thought it was a weird thing because I wasn't much of a hugger now. It isn't, I, or then, I but you know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I think even in middle school, my friends were like, no, she's weird. Don't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> I went along with it, even though I was like, I don't care. I mean, no. I, I don't mind hugs so much, but I don't like it. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah. But anyway, yes. So we should probably get to the book. We should probably do something. <laughs> I don't know. That's what people came here for, I think. Is that what you guys came here for? Uh, for us to talk yeah, random bullshit? Random or for bullshit. us to talk about this book? Well, let's talk about this book. So we read... Slave to Sensation by Nalini Singh, narrated by Angela Daw, and Kalina Waklitz notes, yeah. I will. So this book takes place in a future world where there are three types of beings. Humans, of course, are still around. We don't really meet any or talk about any, so they don't really count. And then there are Psy and there are Changelings. Changelings are your standard... Um, shifters. Shifters. So wolf shifters, leopard shifter, you know, like mm-hmm. shifters. And then Psy are mentally proficient, mental capacity beings. So they have telekinesis, telepathy. They can do psychic attacks. They can, I don't know. They're, They're super just humanoid. Yes, but anything you can think of with mental capacity. And they happen to have a network, a Psynet, where every being has linked their mind to and it runs like a computer system, but it's all the minds of the Psy together, storing information, sharing information, kind of running along like that. The Psy, 100 years ago in the 70s, took measures to try to reduce the num- the violence prevalence that uh, among them. They had some... Some violent tendencies and psychopaths and, and serial killers. Mm-hmm. And so they thought if they could reduce emotions, they're very analytical. They're almost um, Vulcans, right? If that is a Star Wars? No. Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch the shows, so I don't know. I mean, not ident- it's not like a one-to-one comparison, <laughs> but more in the like analytical, like unemotional, just logic kind of thing. Yeah, right? to me, they sort of, they remind me a lot of almost like AI, but humans. Yes. Because they yes. lack They're emotion. They're supposed to be. Yeah. But the point is, but they what they did is they weeded out emotion. At first, they tried to just weed out aggression and anger, but that didn't work. It was too hard to isolate just one emotion. So then they put into place this technique called the silence where all their children go through conditioning Mm -hmm. to 
condition emotion out of them yeah. so that they have no emotions. So they don't do, they don't love, they don't hate, they don't feel, no. they don't, they don't like, they don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they're just here for power and logical, you know, business plans and, and, and power structures. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we meet Sasha and she is a Psy, but she is a special Psy and she's trying to hide. She doesn't want anyone to find out about it because she knows as soon as the other Psy find out that she has a flaw, as she calls it, they will put her into the, what did they call it? It's almost, to me, it's like a lobotomy. <laughs> They're basically, yes, they like lobotomize them. They, she she doesn't want to go into the Institute and just live out her life mindless. Yeah. Because that's what they would do because she would be a flawed sigh. So she, she already knows that she is. She isn't very strong in any of the other, you know, telepathic kind of ways that Psy can be. Mm -hmm. And she knows she feels too much emotion. And so she, she keeps it all locked up behind. She's really good at shielding. So she's yeah. shielded herself so that they can't tell she's wrong. But she knows that she's not correct. And so she's trying to figure out what's going to happen when she basically blows up and they find her. And her mom is a counselor on the, the Council of the Psy, which is kind of like a ruling body, at least for the Psy. But it seems like they might even be, they've set themselves up as this kind of like all logical, perfect race but that has no violence and no crime and no anything. Mm -hmm. So they get to kind of be in control of the world. And humans and, and changelings don't like that, but it's hard to fight against them because they've just amassed so much power over the time yeah because they're super super powerful yeah well because you know when they can control you with their minds yeah. it's kind of tough yeah right? you know <laughs> anyway but her mother is working with the changelings because they're they're doing a business deal they want to build these condos for shifters to live in and so she's Sasha gets picked to go out and work directly with Lucas. He's the head alpha of the leopard pack that is helping them build these condos. Mm -hmm. And so she's supposed to work with him. She's also supposed to kind of spy on him and figure out because they, the Psy aren't very good at understanding humans or changelings. Other beings, they, yeah. Anything else because they, they think, well, we're perfect and logical and everyone else is flawed and we don't understand the way they think or the way, why they do these things. Why do they run on emotions and, and, and love each other that's so weird <laughs> how dare they <laughs> how dare they anyway so she's supposed to like spy get some information she starts working with lucas and she's immediately like damn it this guy's, this guy's pretty attractive <laughs> yeah so she's immediately she's, attracted mm -hmm, to him mm -hmm. it's hard for her to keep her her charade up and not let him see that she's also a very different Psy. Mm -hmm. And she's worried that they might actually be able to tell better than other Psy because the changelings are more perceptive on these kind of things yes. than Psy are. So she's like, oh, he's going to see right through me and I'm going to slip up. And and of course she does. In the very beginning, she like kind of plays with these leopard cubs and no Psy would play with cubs. Nope. No Psy cares about kids. They would never let the kids climb on them and chew on their shoe. They don't Well, care. no, they don't even, they procreate themselves by artificial insemination. They don't even have sex. No, like occasionally one of them tries it, but sure. they don't really like it. No, because there's so they, emotion. It, they more like are experimenting. Like, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Why do you do it? But no, they don't. They don't have kids the normal way. They just go and pick out a donor that has good genes. Yep, and then they have a kid, and then they aren't very maternal or paternal to the child anyway. Nope. So Lucas also is trying to spy. Turns out there's a serial killer out there who is killing changeling women, and it's being hidden. It's being hushed up and so he's they're all pretty sure it's a sigh that's doing it because they smelled a sigh smell at one of the crime scenes and also it's very very fucking precise it is 79 cuts exact same mm -hmm. depth and length and everything precise and you know a shifter would claw someone to death they wouldn't do exactly 79 precise matching cuts and humans definitely can't do that we're you know we're messy creatures <laughs> So they're all, they know it's a Psy, so they think the Psy are protecting this this monster, this serial killer. And so he's trying to get information out of her about that without telling her that's what he's doing. Now, they fall in love. <laughs> surprise, Naturally. Surprise. 
<laughs> naturally he does he eventually kind of figures out that she is different like she doesn't she she lets enough slip that he starts to go you're not like them yep. and 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 he tells her what they're looking for and she gets all horrified because she's like no they can't possibly be hiding a serial killer they wouldn't do that that's not logical you know and then she finds out that they, they are. are i mean they don't they don't know exactly who it is but they do know what's happening and not only that there's about 50 of them happening at any given time mm-hmm. And they're hiding all of them because they're pretending that Sai are infallible. Yeah. That they don't have any violence. So they can't allow the fact that they actually have a lot of violence to be known. It's a so it's, scary it's a bad system. example of something that's so realistic that you can have a whole bunch of people in a position of power and can yeah. spread information any way you want, even if it's false. And the people that you that you control, quote unquote, will believe you. So she because she was like, no, we don't have any serial killers. There's none in our society that does not exist. And that was what she had believed. And she fought it and fought it and fought it until she found it for real that there actually are. But yeah. that is how powerful these group well, of things are. It's a very... Um interesting and this book was written in 2011 so it's not new right but it, a lot of that speaks to like the misinformation yes. age and like the power of false narratives mm. to become truth or not truth but just to become dominant if you don't have anything pushing back on them right you know if there's only one story if nobody challenges that everybody it and, knows yeah yes. So it is a little scary. But yeah, so she figures it out. They start hooking up. <laughs> he realizes about midway through the book that she is supposed to be his mate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, he puts it, he tries to fight that for a long time. And at first he's just like, no, I just like her. She's just kind of different and she's interesting. And yeah, I kind of want to sleep with her, but nah, doesn't mean anything. And then eventually he's like, oh my God, she's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's weird because it's like, when was the last time a sigh and a changeling mated? Which I don't think it happened before. Well, didn't he say his uh, grand one of his grandparents was a sigh? Oh, he did say that at some point. Yeah, I no, I don't and know if there was, was like love or mating or anything involved in that pairing, but he did say that uh, one of his grandparents was a. I don't remember if it was a grandmother or. But a grandfather. that could have been that could have been before the silence. Oh, I remember her right. grandmother was the first generation of the silence. Yes, yeah. You're so they're right. not that old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> they have to hunt. Uh, one of the wolves have been kidnapped. And everyone's on the verge of war and they have to find her and hopefully save her and, and capture the serial, well, murder the serial killer, obviously. And they all have to do that before she accidentally flames out and they find, you know, the size find out that she's broken. And then also she discovers that she's not really broken. There was this whole range of side capabilities called empaths mm-hmm. before they instituted the silence. The silence got rid of empaths because empaths feed on emotion and they can help heal people mentally, psychically, soul on the soul level. But once they tried to suppress emotion out of their young and out of their population, they couldn't have empaths anymore because that would mean that emotion still existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had to suppress empaths. So every once in a while they crop up and they either kill themselves or they flame out or they become drug addicts. There's a lot of drug addicts in the psi population. Mm-hmm. And they think that those are also some of these empathic characters that can't live with being cut off from emotion because that's how their mental capacities work anyway. Yeah. So. So in the end, of course, they stop the serial killer. He dies. She gets saved. They pull her out of the net, and now she's living with the leopards, yep. being the alpha mate. She becomes part of the pack. They accept her. Yeah. She's yeah. super cool. And she's learning how to be an empath and help people emotionally. Yeah, because she's actually super smart and super strong. There are parts of the book where she experiments with emotions because she knows that she's got these powers and she could do it even though she fights herself from doing it because she has been taught all along that it's wrong to have these feelings. There was a point in the book where she took sorrow and anger away from one of the pack members and he actually hated her because she was Psy. But as she was running away, she decided to pull all of those emotions from him and she essentially like... She like saved him because yeah. he was drowning at that time. He couldn't 
they were so strong because his sister was one of the ones killed mm-hmm. by um, the, the, the murderer. And so he was, his emotions were so potent, they were drowning him and he couldn't see through them. Yeah. So he wasn't, he wasn't being helpful. He wasn't going to be able to even be part of the operation because of how emotionally yes. damaged he was. And he and was one put- of the super strong ones too. He was one of the yes. latent males. Set, sentinel. Yeah. Sentinel. And he, yeah. And so he just had all this buildup and she'd done something that she'd never done before. And he knew it. He knew it right away. And the second time he saw her, he was pretty much just like, he thinks I really like you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm down for this and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone comes around to her pretty quickly, which was nice. Yeah. Because at first they were all like, what do you bring a sigh around for? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, she's so cool. We like her. Yeah. How instantly turned on were you just by Nalini's description of Lucas when you first met him? Oh, fucking just dripping. What the uh, Dripping with sex. Yes, I Jesus. was like. She fucking brilliant <laughs> how she wrote him. Just, I mean, like, it was just a few seconds oh. of his description. And already I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking oh, good my God. book. Every scene he's in is so fucking oh, so oh, my good. God. So good. There wasn't really any part of him that uh, annoyed me or, or made me mad. I mean, I think a lot of the emotions he went through, obviously, was so that he can protect his clan and protect his love for Sasha. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. He, and he was normal. They were normal, just a normal group of, of people. Oh, yes. Shifters. But they weren't super rich. They didn't have a ton of money or. Uh, yeah, they did. Did they really? <laughs> Wait, no, I missed that. How? Really? How? What? They run that entire, like, building. He, $10 million is what they're paying his company to build the houses. I know, but that's for the company. That's not for him. It's for the pack. Uh, uh, and that's just one contract. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't that put that together. To super normal, but they're not normal. <laughs> okay. I know. Well, that's just what my heart wants. My heart wants someone normal. Your heart wants I just normal. want norma- normality and someone poor. But, uh, um, yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't think that. Because <laughs> when I do real estate contracts, it's with company. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's with people, but the money goes to the company. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. so that's what I was thinking. But well, and uh, yes, but this <laughs> company is the pack. Yeah, I guess I didn't put that together at all. <laughs> so I did not. So yeah, but so it's not just him, but it is all of their money. Yeah, and I really loved her description of Sasha too. Oh, so much. She. How badly do you want to see her eyes? Oh my god, so badly. They just like she. Her eyes are like mood rings. And they just change yeah. colors. Well, they're all black, but then they have different pinpricks of light in them, yeah. depending on her emotions. And if they go all black with no light, then she's exerting a lot of psi power and energy. Yeah. And she didn't know it until she met Lucas, but when she orgasms, they're fireworks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I need those in the eye. contacts to be created. Right. That would be fucking amazing. Oh, God. That'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah. I've missed Lenini's writing. She's got some pretty... Uh, I mean, we did an early, early on book of her. Like, our first year. Yeah. One of the angel books that we read. And that was a... F- Angel's Blood. Yes. And that was a fantastic book. It was. It was very, very good. And we loved it. And that was episode 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. So 91 ep- oh. or 81 episodes later, we finally get back to Nalini. It's too long. It's too it's long. It's way too long. For, for us to wait for another Nalini book. Yes. Yes. No. We, too long. we did love it. I think what happened is we read that first book, Angel's Blood, and then I went and looked and it was like, it's like a 10, 12, I think at this it was point older. maybe it's 14 or 15 point book series. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we can't possibly get into all that. <laughs> That's too much. And then every time I looked at her stuff, she has just like, I think she has three main series, but they're all like 15 books deep now. Yeah. You know, I don't see anything 
new that isn't just part of a series. Like, I mean, I could be wrong, but so I was getting really like stumped as to what to do next. If we should just keep reading Angel's Blood, the you know the, that that mm-hmm. the Hunters because that's the Hunters Guild series. Mm, okay, or if we should move on. And so we came across this series, which is also still pretty old. Like I said, it's from 2011, so it's not a current book. And she also has, I swear, 10, 15 books in this series. <laughs> but I just want we really wanted to get back to her, so I was like, we're just gonna do one. And we haven't had any psychic stuff in a long time. Yeah, I mean outside of the vengeance stuff the the telekinesis that uh yeah i guess that's Freya true. Has. <laughs> but that's a kind of that feels different because that's like she was designed like that whereas these are you know yeah, yeah. naturally mental capacity like you know and i don't think we've ever had a mix of someone who had like a psychic or a, a psychosis ability and a shifter no no were they kind of so mixed inner no the whole species you know species yeah like yeah i mean they're all human yes they are very clear to say that they're all human humanoid <laughs> no they're human <laughs> what's humanoid mean am i saying that that am just I... means that they shaped like humans but they're oh. not actually humans <laughs> They look and, res- and respect- resemble humans, but, you know, like a, 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 a robot could be humanoid. Oh, okay. If, if it looks like a, if it's it's a human shaped robot. I see, I see. Okay, okay. But they are humans. They just, there's some humans that can shift. There's some humans that are telepathic and, you know, mm-hmm. psychic. And then there's just regular old humans who apparently have to live on the planet with these other two. <laughs> <laughs> that they do not talk about. Although what I did like is the shifters saved the world. Yeah. They saved us from climate change. <laughs> Thank you. Can you guys do yeah. that right now before I drive through Death Valley? The the changelings developed clean technology or something. And so, and the humans helped. We helped. The Psy <laughs> did not. The Psy, we're on the side of we don't care if the world dies as long as we get rich and F you, powerful. So I was like, oh, so does that mean Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are Psy? <laughs> You're right. They're Psy. They are because they don't care as long as they're powerful and have all the money. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Yeah, you definitely do not like the Psy in this book. I think it'll be interesting if we continue on in this series, how the Psy changed now that she's kind of... Because the fact that there are killers among them is now known. Mm -hmm. It's not widespread. They haven't disseminated the information to all of, like, everyone because it could do a lot of damage, (laughs) obviously. But they made sure that the Psy Council knows you don't have a secret anymore. Your secret's out. So you can't keep harboring them. You're going to have to change. And the whole idea behind silence and, like, repressing emotion is going to, I think, have to change in future books because... Yeah. Well, and she's discovering that there are other people like her who have or that have been able to like escape the cyanet and live mm-hmm. sort of outside of the circle under the radar obviously they don't want to get caught because Sai are very powerful yeah. and can pretty much do whatever they want if you're in the head council so i think that's going to come up a lot more or at least i'm hoping that'll come a lot more in the books because in you that will help sasha discover a little bit more about herself and her empath, empath abilities and all the things yeah. that she can do because i would be yeah that would be really cool. Yeah. So I think that'll come up. Yeah. So how fucking sexy were the oh, sex scenes in this? God. So, okay, you guys. <laughs> so obviously, Psy aren't physical. They don't do the sex. And <laughs> shifters, naturally. They do a lot of the sex. They do a lot of the sex. And Lucas, by the way, I love the name Lu- Lucas. And I love the name Sasha. And I think it's perfect together. So, yeah. So they start off, obviously, he flirts with her all the time. And she doesn't. She tries really hard not to fall into it, but she just per- she tries so she hard tries to pretend so like it. But why would you say that to me? Right, it's she's not logical. She's so curious, <laughs> but she does analyze everything that he says. But she goes along with everything that he says and everything that that he suggests. Like, well, not everything, but most things. Like that one night where he takes her to his secret treehouse. <laughs> That's like <laughs> three hours away, you know, so that they can talk because yeah. she was just for some reason magnetically pulled to him and needed to see him. That would be hard for me if some guy was like, I'll take you to a secret spot and it's deep, deep in the woods three hours away. Mm, 
Don't that that's how you die. That's how you get that's murdered. How you die. Maybe not, but she's so interested and she trusts him and whatever. That's not one of the sex scenes. She's no. obviously never had sex before, but they have played with each other in dreams that she's had. It's so good. And she Ugh. she protests over and over and over because he keeps trying to pry in and say, so how'd you sleep last night? And she's like, well, we don't have dreams. So I don't dream. And he's like, okay, whatever. So he's... I know you dream. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm fucking in your dreams. They're, they're really intimate and she is so much more open in her dreams because she doesn't think that it's... She doesn't think they're, they're real. real. She doesn't realize that part of her connection, her empathic connection with him... I think is bringing him into her dream. Yeah. So he, it, they are dreams. They are not physical. Right. He's asleep in his bed. She's asleep in her bed. But they are both in the same mental space. And he's and cognitive. He, he wakes she's up. She's cognitive. Like he, he, he like, yeah, he, he like opens his eyes and she's like naked on top of him one night. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's like, I guess this is a weird dream of mine. And then she starts like analyzing him. And he's like, why? What? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, or he'll and say something in the dream, and she's like, "Why are you talking? Don't talk. This is my this dream. Is my and I don't dream. want you to talk. <laughs> You're supposed to be quiet." Which I'm like, "Oh my god, I love her. She it's just so wants good. to play. She doesn't want to talk." <laughs> no, she's like, "Just let me feel this and explore." Oh, she touches. Oh my god, him. they were so sexy. Oh, oh the, fuck me. But there were two blowjob scenes. One was in the dream, and one was in real life. And fucking Jesus. Holy crap, those were fucking hot. Everything, the whole scene, the shit. <laughs> it was like... I love it when the characters are like inexperienced, but they're so curious and their partner, the you know, their, the other person yeah. is like, go ahead, do whatever mm-hmm. you want because they're experienced and they, they want to play. They want it just as much. And they just let them explore and touch and play. And she gets to taste him and put him in her mouth and... And he just, he loves it. I don't know. The playfulness of it all is so great. I fucking love Lucas. Lucas is one of my favorites. (laughs) He really is. I know. I know. He's And it just, they were so well written. And yeah, yeah. they were very steamy, very, very steamy scenes. And I I think it was even heightened at the beginning because... Like you could tell immediately, you're like, "Oh, these are real." They, I mean, they. She thinks that's a dream. Yeah, but it's not. It's more real than she really. Like real interacting. Cause, yeah, because they both are aware of it, and so that was even kind of funny because she was. She's just like, "Just why are you? Why like why are you talking? Or why are you reacting this way? I don't know that you would do that." And he's like, "Sure, you do. You can intuit it." And she's like, "Okay, that makes sense." He kept like giving her small like, "But that's how I would act in real life." Yeah, so you obviously want this to be like real and he and she's like well that makes sense and she just keeps playing and i'm like lady <laughs> you can't she, let your dream thing that you think is a fake dream tell you logic so you can go yeah that makes sense. yeah that's why i mean so like even her dreams or her quote-unquote dreams he's telling her these things and she's like okay <laughs> i believe you. she just believes I get you that's fine and all it's of that so cute yeah yes and then eventually it comes out and she's all like, oh, my God, I can't believe those are real. <laughs> so my favorite part of the sex scenes that, that they had was um, so she's getting ready to go into the sign and uh, quote unquote battle and try to figure out what, you know, the story about the killer and all of that. And she goes to sleep in Tamsin's house and everybody is there to protect and get ready for this battle that's going to happen or this operation and Luke goes into the room and he gets into bed with her and he's like, I want to lay down with you. And she's like, pretty much like, why are you just standing there? <laughs> <laughs> so they start, you know, they're talking, they start making out and he starts touching her and giving her all these different sensations that she's never had in real life because she's only had them in her dreams and she just lets him play. She's yeah. wearing his T-shirt and a pair of panties. So anyway, they, they're touching and exploring, they're kissing, and he's playing with her nipples and just uh, giving her the tongue kiss and all of that. But there's something very sensual and sexy about being rubbed between your legs with your panties on. Oh, yeah. It's like a like a dry humping type of situation, yes. you know? But yes. it's obviously it's with his hands. Mm-hmm. And it, she's just like beyond herself because she's never had this feeling, this experience in real life before. So she's just like, oh, my God. 
And he obviously wants to take her right away, but he wants these moments to last. And I, I, I love how that's written so well because it's like, it, to me, I feel like that's realistic. I know that there are a lot of experiences that some people may have where it's your first time having sex with somebody and it's just like wham and bam and then it's done. But sometimes there's that romanticism in it. And if the guy really likes to enjoy that type of moment in the beginning, then he'll let it linger and he'll continue to play with you through your clothes and stuff like that and try to get you right to the edge, which is what he does to her. He, he takes her over. Yeah, he does edge, take yeah. her over the edge. I think it's also, it's really sensual and sexy, but it also reinforces how well he understands her. Yeah. Because she isn't a changeling, mm -hmm. you know? Like in their very first dream, which is the one I think was the one I liked the most, mm -hmm. he kept trying to, because he, at that time, he kind of thought it was still a dream. He didn't realize it wasn't. Right. Um, and so he's like, oh, my dreams. Uh, cool. I get a fucker, right? <laughs> um, but he kept trying to touch her and she kept going, no, I can't. Stop. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, and he realized she's so, I mean, she's what, 26 or something? And yeah. she's never had touch of of almost any kind. Like they, the side just barely touch each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a tap on the shoulder might be the most you would get. Yeah. You know, and they don't even really need to do that because they can communicate completely mentally. Yeah. So why even bother? So from the dream, he kind of learned that he can't rush her. He has to let her build up her own stamina almost in, in terms of experiencing sensation physical touch and sensation because it's so new to her yeah and so and the emotions that come her, involved she doesn't understand how to feel yeah emotions and just sensation is so new to her so he he does like when they finally are you know together in the real world he's careful about how much stimulation he gives her at once because mm -hmm. he knows you know he knows that she can't handle all of it all at once yeah <laughs> exactly and their first time physically together i think i think she goes down on him first before they actually have sex right yeah well yeah so so he starts off just petting her mm -hmm. and all you know and mouthing her and petting her and stuff and then she's like i from the dream i remember you said you like my mouth mm -hmm. and he's like yeah but i don't have time for that right now <laughs> he, he's like he's he does but he like doesn't want to give up that control because i think that's where they're kind of battling a little bit yeah he's still the alpha so he wants to be all dominant and alpha -y, and she's like I can't be dominated like that because I'm still learning what emotion and, and, and sensation is. So I have to have some kind of control. And so she wants she wants to do that in real life because she's done it in her dream. And so he's like, okay, he finally gives up that kind of control and lets her do that, even though he's like, but then afterwards I get a mm -hmm. I get to do the same. Yes. So he he reciprocates oral on her, and she had they hadn't even done that in the dream. No, so she was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that one was way beyond. Her. And then he flips her over. Yeah. And then he takes her from behind, like full on sex. He penetrates her. And this is her first time. And it's like super fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I listened to this book in one day. Usually I split them because this was a nine hour book. Yeah. So it's on our longer end. Uh, yeah. For some of our books. Yeah. So. It's on the longer end. So I like to split it between like three days, actually. But I lost a lot of time in my life <laughs> in that day. <laughs> sitting on my porch just listening to this book i was like holy fuck this is it's so a good, good book it's so good and not just the writing and the sex the sex in this book was super great but i loved the storyline it was very unusual it for was us. different than we've had before like this whole like hunting a serial killer thing i was like wait am i reading one of my true crime <laughs> books or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. She'd, she'd encompassed so many different things and developed this story that was just so interesting. So yeah. I, I loved it. And all the characters were really fun. And it, like, well, even the ones that weren't fun, like the evil Psy guy. Yeah, uh, Enrique. Enrique. He was so creepy weird. Oh, so and so weird. I actually, she threw me for a lot of loops on that one because I was like, he has to be the killer. That dude is a fucking creepy ass killer. Yeah. And then he specifically was in a couple of places where it was like, well, I guess he can't be. You know, and she didn't think he was. And I was like, okay, it's going to be some other rando person. It was and pretty like, clever. I, I was very confused by that because I was literally like convinced it was him because he was the most creepy weird of all of them. It was, was like, he was the most obvious one. I picked up on it right away. But you're right. I started to get confused too. She just, she just kept throwing.
throwing out red herrings that made yes. me think it wasn't going to be him. But I was like, but it's got to be him because he sucks. Well, at one point, didn't they think there were multiple? I didn't think there were. M- well, I think that was one of the um, shifters theories. Okay. Okay. Was the, some because they were hidden. All the victims aren't just taken from one area. They're all over the country. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to connect them, except for they all had 79 identical yes. cuts yep. at the end. But it, but initially they were passed off as different victims of either like there is a human serial killer in this area so this one must be a victim of him and and Mm -hmm. you know we don't know what happened to these two and then this one over here was just killed by a crazy member of her own pack and this and that you know but part of that was also the side kind of interfering with the investigation yes well i really liked how nalini sort of kind of like put in the underrepresentation of these murders because Mm -hmm. of them being shifters or changelings and nobody cares about them as much in the side network that they and they're young women yeah and they're disposable Uh uh-huh and so yeah we're gonna it's because it's exactly how serial killers it's do prey on the more vulnerable the more disposable in the society and they don't get as much attention it's crazy it's so good it's It's great subliminal messaging it's what it is (laughs) and i appreciate that so much but um so let's do our kiss and tell okay so there's something in here that's super super sweet that lucas does throughout the book for sasha and he at first it was very playful but then it caught on and then he just kind of kept it but he started calling her kitten throughout this book and at first she or kitten darling or sasha darling and uh, she she kept saying, "I'm not your darling," or "I'm not a." Well, I'm yeah. Not at a first, king. he kept he said "darling" when he was kind of flirting with her in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that was one of her first slips was to be like, "I'm not your I'm not your darling." And yeah, normally a Psy wouldn't care; they would just be like, "What doesn't matter?" Yeah, but she reacted, so he kind of like was like, "Ooh!" And then the first time he called her kitten was in the dream, the very first dream. Mm-hmm. And then I think he did it. I don't think he did it in person until after the second dream. And that was kind of when she was like, why did you she call me kid? froze. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was, it was a telltale like, hey. Because, yeah. He hmm. thought just, she thought just his, her dream version of him was calling yes, him kid. Yeah. But then the real. But he said it in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids and tell for this episode is whether or not we have any pet names that we like or anything that's mm-hmm. acceptable or likable or what you would mm-hmm. like to be called. So typically, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, I have a real aversion to pet names <laughs> and I don't like them. And I have never really been called by any, you know, honey, darling, sweetie, baby. None of those uh, do anything for me or make me feel yeah. all that special. So I don't love them. <laughs> No one's really even tried, though. I guess I just don't come off as a pet name person. <laughs> <laughs> but while reading this, the first time he said kit, and I was like, I backed it up and I listened to it a couple times. And I was like, that, I want to be called kit. That's <laughs> my new pet ever. name. <laughs> I want my partner, my future partner that I find yes. on Hinge <laughs> to he, call me kit. He made it so sensual. I mean, oh, and it was so sexy. read by a woman and it was was still so fucking sexy just the oh that's right context oh of my it. god yes angelo was fucking I fantastic i completely yes. forgot that this book was written she by was it was read was by listening listening well, that's it. how great she was and that's how great this book was written was that the narrator was a woman who had to do male voices and fucking killed it i didn't even yeah right didn't no even it didn't phase register it didn't at me. all no and and actually that started with me as soon as lucas was introduced into the book after that yeah. i was no long like it was just a voice in my head that had no no gender yeah. to it at all and it no, was no perfect. It, was just, it was these characters it was just these people's voice yep <laughs> so uh i have lots of pet names mainly because yeah. a lot of people can't say my name so so they make up names for me <laughs> so i guess those are more like nicknames those are nicknames yeah they're not pet names i guess that's true so i mean dan calls me honey babe baby all of the typical ones i hate sweetheart that's the one i don't like i would rather hear it condescendingly than you know superficially i guess i don't know i hate it like i'd rather you just just call me like uh, cupcake but uh, 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 i I would rather have cupcake than sweetheart for some reason i just fucking hate that one i hate it so much (laughs) i don't know what it is 
But honestly, I think my favorite one is isn't it's actually a nickname and that's just Let. Let is good. That's the you know, it's it's not a it's not a pet name. I get the typical does, one. And does anyone but Dan do it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people just call me Let. Like actually my team at work, my boss and our third person, they both call me Let, and all of Dan's family calls me Let, and a lot of people yeah. calls me Let, and okay. I, I, I don't know. To me, it's a term of endearment, even though it's literally just the suffix of my name. <laughs> but I, I love it because it's so personal to me. So mm-hmm. I guess I could accept that as like a pet name, even though it's <laughs> just a nickname. It's a nickname. It's a nickname. But I it mean, it can be whatever you want. If you yeah. want it to be a pet name, then it is. Yeah. So I mean, my it, it would just be Honey or Babe or whatever. I call mm-hmm. Dan Knee because it's short for Honey. So mm-hmm. or oh, I thought it was Danny. Well, it, it I used to call him Nini, but then I got annoyed of that because I think that sounds stupid because <laughs> it was <laughs> Danny Honey. So it was uh-huh. the suffix of Danny and Honey, and I just call him Me for the short. So I guess it could be for either. Yes. But he doesn't go by Danny because he hates that name. No, I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> and we don't call him Danny. We, we do call not. him Dan. <laughs> but I always thought that me- that went with Let, Knee and Let, because it's oh. Danny and say Let. Oh. Knee I, and Let. I never put that together. That was what I always, I always thought it was. <laughs> That's smart. It makes sense. But no, that's not. That's not. But I could understand why you thought it was like that. That's <laughs> Just cool. Just pretend it is. Just let's say let's it say is. it is. You're 100% right. But you know what? Also, I do love Kitten. I think that it's adorable. Oh, my God. It reminds me a lot of Lou Diamond Phillips in La Bamba. Yeah, yeah. Richie Valens. Richie Valens, yeah. Called Donna Kitten. Oh, I guess I don't remember that. Yes. At least he did in the movie. I don't know if he did in real life. <laughs> well, but- me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. with you on that cool cool yes so yes now it's uh it's in the podcast so future suitors now you know future hinge <laughs> suitors attention <laughs> it's right here for you it's just you gotta just follow the podcast it'll tell you everything you need to know exactly <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, do you have a fun fuck fact for us? I do. It's not 100% fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have one. Okay. It is on thegreatest.com and it is the science of a broken heart and how to put it back together. Oh, that isn't fun. And (laughs) no. It was written by Laura Swesherell from December of 19. But I think like... Obviously, it's more personal (laughs) for me, but it also kind of ties a little bit into the book because they're all dealing with this loss, like Mm -hmm. um, the the different shifters are dealing with the loss of their, the women who've been murdered. Sasha is dealing with these emotions, like that tell her she's losing her sinus or like not being a true sigh and right. like her mom isn't maternal towards her and it hurts her and she even though she knows that's how sigh are mm-hmm. it still hurts her to have so it is like they're all dealing with different emotional hurts like heartbreak and then eventually towards the end Sasha realizes that that's actually her purpose in life is to help heal people yeah. who are who are experiencing those so so this article is just about that um the beginning, it just says that scientists have discovered that it heartbreak it actually has the same as physical pain. So, like, the brain activity when they show people a photo of an ex is similar to when they are, have burnt their arm. So, the physical, like, the brain lights up as if it's a physical pain. Whoa. That they are experiencing. So, there's all kinds of that can be really tragic. Uh, in a lot of cases of people who've been married for forever, when one dies, 41% are more likely to die within the first six months of losing their spouse. Yeah. If they're, you know, long-term married. So, so there's definitely, like, real consequences to heartbreak and to physical damage that it can cause. But here's some tips on mending a broken heart after a breakup. Okay. So they don't have anything like science, like there's no uh, treatment yet, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) But here's some things that can help make people feel better. So uh, understanding the past, looking at what you went through 
the whole relationship, um, comparing it to other relationships to, to try and find patterns mm. can kind of help you realize maybe where things are going wrong uh, or just, you know, what's happening and how you can, you know, maybe change that for the future. Preparing a self-care plan of action. So it's tempting to do the whole ice cream sweats pizza on the couch yeah. kind of thing, <laughs> uh-huh. but it can be... <laughs> That just makes it hard. It kind of prolongs the struggle and makes it, it can make it harder to get out of in the future. So actually being there for yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, exercise, eat healthy, mm-hmm. cut out sweets and alcohol can actually help you feel better sooner um, instead of wallowing, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, connection. So if you're used to being around somebody a lot and now you completely lose that connection, then try to find either connect with other people, friends, family, or practicing yoga, meditation, breathing can help create that connection. There's a whole section about the broken heart of after death, which I'm not going to read because that's not as relevant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But some of those are still things like, you know, allow yourself to cry, make space for the Mm -hmm. loss, self, self soothe. So don't feel guilty about enjoying life. Stuff like that. But but the bottom line, it all comes down to time. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. But it is true. Like, the just, it is, it's a, it's an actual pain. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel it. If I, I've had heartaches before and. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. Yes. Don't forget to share yeah, that one you. on Friday. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> 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 to remember to do that but yes so that yes it's a it's called the science of a broken heart and how to put it back together and that's from greatest.com awesome right on all right well we should rate the book yeah i mean uh, before we do that at the end wait i think you said this they they become mates and yes oh okay never mind yeah they solve all those problems. I mean, there's definitely still, like, girl. greater problems. Like we said, like, they're going to have to figure out how the sign moved forward mm-hmm. now that they've been covering up this kind of problem, yeah. internal problem with violent, you know, murderers for a while. So they have to move on from that. And how do you reincorporate emotion back into an entire subset of people that you've been deprogramming? Yes. How do you deprogram them from how? their unemotional yep. state? <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. Well, it's, yeah, I'm ready to rate, are you? Yes. Sex and then book? Yes. All right. Ready? One, mm-hmm. two, three. Nine. Nine. Seven. Nine. Oh. Mm-hmm. I really love this book. And I think I it's... I liked it. It's a good book. Lucas and Sasha are probably one of my two favorites. I think part of my top ten, probably. I really liked them together. And I really... I think I was hooked as soon as... As soon as Lucas came into the book, I was done. I mean, you're 100% right. They are, I think, some of my favorite couple, mm-hmm. too. Because so many of our characters have something that's kind of annoying about them. Yeah. Or some, some, like, you know, they're alpha, so they get to be overly protective. And he has that. He's a little bit that way. But actually, her being in his life has helped him. Yeah. Like, at one point, the um, healer woman of the pack is talking to Sasha and tells her, like, before you, he was too controlling and protective. He wouldn't let the cubs run and he wouldn't let the young wolves take part in anything. And he was Mm -hmm. trying so hard to keep anyone from getting hurt or dying. He has a whole trauma in his past with his parents that we can't go into, but it's a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, so he was trying too much and he was holding too tightly. And even before they became a couple, even before they acknowledged feelings for each other, like the first day he met her, he turned around some of that behavior with, with one of the younger wolves and let him run by himself. Yep. Because he knew he needed to, you know, spread his wolf wings. His, he's not a wolf. He's a panther. He's a panther. Panther his wings. panther wings and fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So he has it, but his tendency towards it is actually muted by her because she's so, she's so good for him. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, at the end, there's all this, like, they keep fighting because he, well, she he thinks wants she to... has to die. Yeah. yeah. She thinks she has to die. And he's like, no, I'm going to save you. And she's like, no, I have to die. I don't want you to sacrifice yourself with me. I just, yeah. But it's all good yeah. at the end and all that. In the end, they're all fine and nobody else dies except for the murderer. Yes. He dies. Cool. <laughs> but yes, you're right. So like, they are one of the best characters, like best duos. And they make sense 
and they aren't necessarily faded. Right, right. Like, once the mating happens with him, it does feel almost kind of like fate, because he can't really do anything about it. Yeah. But it's not the, it's not, I don't know, it's hard to say. I don't feel like it's a fate thing. I think it's more just like he met the right one. Yeah, it didn't come off as a, like, a, a situation where it was this or not, like, he would die yeah. or whatever. No. Which was great because we don't we don't like those. Those are not well, fun for us. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, great. So for our next book, yes, we are going to read Bunny Misfit by Eve Long Lay, narrated by Marie Smith. Now this mm-hmm. is the third book in the Misfit series. Is that just what it's yes. called, the Misfit series? Yes. We had a siren, and then we had a hybrid. A hybrid. Hybrid first, and then a siren, and now we're having the bunny. <laughs> well, and, and she, and the, even the siren was really a hybrid because she was a siren and a mermaid. mermaid. Yep. Yeah. But now we have the bunny. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be a trilogy, and I thought we had got to the end, but they, she just came out with a brand new one, the oh. dragon misfit. Oh shit! And I was like, oh, never mind. Wait a minute, a female <laughs> I dragon? Was be, yes. Oh. Well, yeah, and we'll get there eventually. We got to do this one first. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> But we haven't had a female dragon story, really. No, I mean, we just had Sophie a little bit in the um, Deborah Cook uh-huh. dragons. She's she's the wi- wyvern. The wyvern. We haven't had a full-on female no. dragon. Okay, well, no. uh, uh, Abigail we Owen has a female dragon in hers, too. But she, like, took care of the other dragons. Yeah, she raised She, the like, young, raised young... Or, yeah, but the, she wasn't, the ones like, without, a, without yeah, plans. Yeah, like orphan dragons. Orphan dragons, yeah. yeah. But that was it. We don't we don't have one where there's, she's, like, a main character. So that would be cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I think she might get a book, but she hasn't yet. Ah, yay. Well, cool. Yeah. Join us next time for that. Yeah. So that'll be out in two weeks. And until then... Please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We are Shh Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Find them sometimes <laughs> when I do it. Uh, and that is sh- with three H's. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. And if you guys can like, review, wait, and if you rate, guys can <laughs> rate, review, subscribe, or whatever order it is that you guys do it in, that Good would all. be much appreciated. We love you all. So with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selah. Be sure to tune into the next episode some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.